pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. A beautiful young mom, Suzanne Morphew, goes missing on Mother's Day. Her husband, coincidentally and conveniently out of town, not really sure why, on Mother's Day, still her body has not been found. No sightings of her have been verified in the last hours. An explosive courtroom appearance by her husband. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. So what happened in court? You better sit down. Take a listen to this. We already knew from the evidence that the Morphews were having marital issues before Suzanne's disappearance. Police previously revealed that the 49-year-old mother was having a two-year fling with father of six, Jeff Libler. He actually attended high school with Suzanne and Barry, and now Libler will be taking the stand. He's not the only one, though. The Morphews' daughters, Mallory and Macy, are also expected to testify. Those are the same daughters that reported their mother missing back on Mother's Day last year and they were also seen escorting their father into court this week as his legal team argued that the case should be dismissed. They say that there's a lack of evidence. Barry Morphew's girlfriend Shoshana Dark is also going to be called as a witness when this trial happens in May. We knew there was a girlfriend. We knew there had to be a girlfriend. But when did she become a girlfriend? Before or after Suzanne Morphew disappears seemingly into thin air? You were just hearing our friends over at Daily Mail. Well, a lot more happened in court. Take a listen to our friends at Crime Online. The documents just released detailed multiple protection orders against Barry Morphew. At least 10 included in these orders are the Mormon family. That's Suzanne's sister and brothers, Melinda, David, and Andrew Mormon. 
protective orders have also been filed by two of the missing mom's close friends with whom she confided about her failing marriage and one of Barry Morphew's employees. Those names include Brad Oswald, Holly Wilson, Sheila Oliver, Cassidy Cordova, and Morgan Gentile. One of Morphew's neighbors also filed for protective order, asking that Barry Morphew not contact them. The documents reveal in October, prosecutors asked Barry Morphew to leave his home while Jean and Martin Ritter built a security fence around their property. The prosecution said the Ritters voiced they were afraid of 54-year-old Morphew. Through his attorney, Barry Morphew has said he is okay with any protection order the court puts on him. Wow. That's not a good look, Cheryl McCollum, when all the witnesses feel like they've got to file for protective orders against the defendant and one goes so far as to build a security fence all the way around their property. (laughs) Nancy, I have never heard of witnesses of this magnitude get in with him. They feel like they are in danger. Guys, we're talking about Barry Morphew. In the last hours, he has had an explosive courtroom appearance where we learned so much, including a slew of witnesses that have filed for temporary protective orders against him to protect themselves. One set of witnesses even going so far as to build a security fence around their entire property because he is out on bond. That's right. He's out on bond with me, an all-star panel to try to make sense of what's going down in court. Matthew Mangino, former prosecutor in Lawrence County and author of The Executioner's Toll on Amazon. Dr. Jory Crosen, psychologist, faculty, St. Leo University, consultant with Blue Wall. Cheryl McCollum, founder, director of the Cold Case Research Institute at coldcasecrimes.org. But first, let's go out to Lauren Scharf, reporter with Fox 21 News. She's at Lauren Scharf TV, laurenscharf.com. Lauren Scharf, I guess that was a real surprise to find out that you are on the witness list. Yeah, I mean, there was over... 400, 500 names on this witness list. So obviously that na- the, that will be dwindled down when the trial comes. Yeah, well, we think so. Lauren Scharf, when you say the witness list, is it the defense witness list, the prosecution witness list? You know, when uh, I was practicing as a prosecutor, the state had to hand over me all of my witnesses and potential witnesses that I knew of at that moment. And as time got closer and closer to the trial, if I found another witness or became aware of another witness, I had to add them immediately. Um, Does the defense hand over their witnesses in your jurisdiction? Yeah, but not until later. So the state has to give all their witnesses and potential witnesses, but not the defense. Not yet. Interesting, when uh, I practiced prosecuting, the defense never had to hand over witnesses except for experts. And the only reason was so the state could at least prepare for a cross-exam or subpoena another expert to combat their expert, which kind of cancels everything out. Guys, Barry Morphew in court, and I understand, Lauren Scharf, that his two daughters with the murder victim in this case, his wife, Suzanne Morphew, the two daughters were on either side of him escorting him. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, when he walked into the court and as well as well as he walked out of the courtroom, a scene um, wrapped their arms around him or, you know, uh, scratching his back as he walked out of the courtroom. 
Okay, to Matthew Mangino, now uh, practicing lawyer, former prosecutor in Lawrence County and author. Matthew Mangino, I'm not surprised. Do I think the daughters are right? No, I think they're dead wrong. I think Barry Morphew killed his wife. But I would say it's uh, not only not unusual for grown uh, children to support the remaining parent, but it would be very odd if they didn't. Have you ever seen this phenomenon when in the face of a mountain of evidence, the children, even of the dead victim, refused to believe the other parent had anything to do with it? When you're dealing with uh, family dynamics, um, you know, it, it's tough to, 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 you know, see. And I think that you have a young woman and they see uh, a threat of losing uh, a second parent uh, mm-hmm. through this conviction. And so obviously, you know, he's, he's told them some version uh, that they have latched on to and, and are, are probably hoping and praying uh, is in fact uh, true. Uh, but as you said, there's a great deal of evidence here, although it's, it's all uh, circumstantial. You know, I don't know why you say that, Matthew Mangino. Just answer me in one word, if possible. Isn't it true that the law reads in black and white that circumstantial evidence is to be weighed by the jury and considered as the equal to direct evidence, if they so choose to believe it? Isn't that true? That is true. Okay. I mean, you can convict right. a defendant on <laughs> circumstantial evidence. Because you say, ah, oh, all they've got is circumstantial evidence. Why do you say that? The defense is coming out in you. There comes the defense. It's oozing out right now. What happened to you being the great prosecutor? It, it is. It is. It yeah, is coming it is. Out because, so let's act yeah, like it is. Let me, let's let, believe let, let it, man. Explain, let me explain why. What? Uh, you know, I look at this case, and, and I, I look at an arrest warrant, and then I look at an affidavit of probable cause that is 129 pages long. Mm, that's some that good reading, too. suspicious right off the bat because – Typically, and I, I spent eight years as a That as made a, you suspicious. Prosecutor. There's 129 pages of the affidavit, and instead of going, right. dang, that's a good affidavit. Whoa, slammed yeah. up. You went, ooh, I'm concerned. That's right. And, really? And the reason is, is because, you know, in most instances, at least when I prosecuted case, cases in which I had a strong case, less was more. I didn't want to put a lot of information in that affidavit of probable cause. What this affidavit of probable cause tells me is, hey, we're trying to put as much information out there as we can because we don't see. Have a you body. know what, Mangino? I'm the exact opposite. While I would not want to mm-hmm. give away my case at the get-go, uh-uh, I put it all out there because at the end of the day. You've got one swing at the ball. You got one bite at the apple. That's it. If you don't make your case, you're out. There's no redo. Okay. So, at least in my experience, Nancy, you don't make your case in your affidavit of probable cause. You make your case in the courtroom. That that is true, Matthew. You don't make your case Mm -hmm. in in an affidavit. But I was very happy to get this affidavit because I learned a lot. Uh, I couldn't have been happier. The only thing that would have made me happier is if it was 130 pages and not 129 pages. 
big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible. It's Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Dr. Jory Carlson, I wanted to ask you, you're the psychologist joining us today. Why is it that adult children refuse to see the evidence clearly? They cling desperately to any excuse, any avenue of hope that that remaining parent didn't do it. It, There's a couple of reasons. One can be like a a coping mechanism to just, you know, look at what their loved one. The other one is dealing with ambiguity. You know, the mind always tries to figure things out. And a lot of times that defense mechanism starts to shut down, you know, just so they have enough information to support him and stay right there. That's where they find their security, you know, in supporting him and and really kind of fail to look at the bigger picture and as more evidence comes in. I mean, this affidavit is just incredible. Why do you say the affidavit's incredible? What about it is incredible? Well, psychologically, when I was reading and looking at it, Mm -hmm. you know, in this type of say, let's say if it's a, a, a... murder of, uh, he found out about the affair. You know, there's got to be some preparation and planning, even if it's just a, a, a murder of passion where he just strikes out. There's still going to be evidence of that, you know, and also there's going to be, you know, well, now that I've killed her, i got to do something with her. There's going to be a lot of evidence somewhere about this, and I'm not seeing that. That's where the circumstantial stuff comes in. I mean, you know, I they've got you so- Dr. Jory Crossan. You have your doctorate in psychology. You don't have your Juris doctorate, right? That's correct. So don't be preaching at me about just circumstantial evidence, okay? Don't. And I will not try to tell you about the DSM, which what is the DSM? The Diagnostic Statistic Manual Number Five. 
right, right, right. We're on number five. That evidence is. Oh, here you go again. That's what I'm looking at. Okay, the circumstantial evidence is behavior, and that's psychological. You know, see, see, that's what happens when you put experts on the stand. All right, that is what happened. They go crazy. All right, Lawrence Sharp, why did we have a court hearing anyway? And what did Barry Murphy look like? Did he look better than he looked last time when he was had been held in jail? Yeah, he did look a lot better. Um, I mean, he was wearing jeans and a button-up shirt and uh, his cowboy boots that he always mm-hmm. wears. Um, mm-hmm. The defense claims that the prosecution and investigators withheld exculpatory evidence. They also accused the 11th Judicial District Attorney's Office of violating the pretrial publicity order, but the judge denied this motion saying that there needs to be more information to support this. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, I'm putting the cart before the horse. Lauren Scharf, what was the nature of the hearing? Was it an evidentiary hearing? Was it a bail hearing? What was the hearing about? A discovery violation. Oh, okay. So this is a motion heard by the judge because the defense is claiming the prosecution violated, it's called Brady versus Maryland, that went all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, where uh, Brady, the defendant, claimed that the state of Maryland, be it a county uh, prosecutor, uh, the, the attorney general of the state, withheld exculpatory evidence. Exculpatory is evidence is when that evidence would tend to exonerate the defendant. And if the state comes upon exculpatory evidence, they must absolutely hand it over to the defense. And it comes in many forms. Like you find out, oh, dear Lord in heaven, my homicide investigator uh, is on the take. He's dirty. He's been taking bribes. Well, you know what? You have to hand that character evidence over to the defense and it may kill you to do it but if you don't do it you absolutely will lose your case later when everybody finds out about it which they will they will find out one you think you're keeping it a secret somebody's gonna find out so just don't do it hand it over and build your case on what you've got now lauren scharf uh lauren is joining me from fox 21 she's been on this case from the very beginning you say that the defense claims the state withheld evidence. Now, if the state withheld the evidence, then how did the defense find out about it? They were reviewing some communication logs between uh, some of the DNA experts and uh, the district attorney's office mm-hmm. and noticed uh, they were talking about certain items that they claim they don't have in discovery. Now, who gave them those communications? How to have been the state. Oh, so the state gave them the information, which clued them into the information. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Although saying it like that does minimize it, but the truth is that particular information is, is it not, alleged DNA evidence found in the glove box or in the interior of Suzanne Morphew's vehicle that points to another man. Yes, there's uh, the the state claims that there's three partial matches um, that uh, connect to sex offenders. Um, there's three locations of these sex offending uh, sex offenders. One is like Tempe, Arizona, Phoenix, and Chicago. 
Okay, now let me understand something. Tempe, Arizona. Phoenix, is that what you said? Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And Chicago, where? Illinois, Chicago. Chicago. Okay. Um, okay. Partial DNA. Does that mean they have an absolute DNA match on these three known sex offenders? The defense is saying that they do have a match. They even have names, but the state doesn't claim that. What does the state say in response? I mean, they just haven't made public the name if there has been a name. I mean, are they saying, yes, it exists or no, it does not exist? They're saying, yes, it does exist. Are they saying it's a full on match? No. Okay, so that's going to be a scientific question. You know what I would do in that case, Cheryl McCollum? For all I know, I don't know where this car came from. This is Suzanne Morphew's car. I don't know where it's been. I don't know who's been working on it. I don't know what mechanic has been working on it, who changed the tires, who reached in and got the safety manual out of the glove compartment. We know she was Mm -hmm. not in the car that day. She was out on her bicycle. So what does her car have to do with it? This is what I would do pronto. I would do it yesterday. If I've got the names of those three registered sex offenders, I would find them immediately. I would send my private investigator, Ernest, out on a plane. I would find them and I would establish their whereabouts on the day Suzanne Morphew went missing. Yes, no. I know you would do that. And I also know what you would do. You would say, okay, let me get this straight. Three sex offenders from three separate states came together, and all three had a reason to go in her glove box. And that sounds ridiculous. And they came together to harm this woman brilliantly when her daughters were out of town and her husband just happened to be out of town. And the day they picked to harm a mama is Mother's Day. I don't think it's going to be that easy, okay? But yes, I see your argument. I think they're going to have to argue not that the three came together to steal Suzanne Morphy, who they've never met. It doesn't have to be as elaborate as all three of them at the same time get together to kidnap her. That's fantastical. But the state must rule out that they are responsible for her disappearance. And the only way they can do that is to rule them out. Hey, if they're sex offenders, I guarantee you one, if not more of these three will have been in jail on the day that Suzanne went missing. So they got to put that, the state's got to put that fire out right now. That is one of the things that happened in court, and that is a bombshell. Take a listen now to our cut one, two, eight. This is Sydney Steele at KRDO. Proceedings just wrapping up pretty unusually late tonight as Barry Morphew's lawyers made highly charged claims that the prosecution not only hid evidence from them, but that there are other potential suspects out there who a CBI agent was not upfront about during pretrial hearings. Today's hearing was supposed to be short and routine, designed to address pretrial publicity, but the defense quickly brought up a different issue and then spent the next four hours talking about it. They believe the prosecution did not report conversations they had with law enforcement to the defense, and they also believe the CBI knew more about DNA than they let on during the preliminary hearing. Morphew's attorneys believe his bond could have been set much lower than it was and that there might not have even been enough evidence to go to trial at all had the prosecution been upfront about evidence they had. The prosecution, though, maintains they've hidden nothing throughout this process. The judge just ordered the defense to file a motion to specifically state what they think happened and list what specific evidence they want access to. The judge will address those motions at another hearing scheduled for December 14th. That is slated to last for four hours.
Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible is Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. Goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. You know, Matthew Mangino sounds like a big fishing expedition on the part of the defense to me, although I do agree if there is any other male DNA, I would be more concerned if it was found on her bike than in her car because her car is not connected to her disappearance. The story is she went out on her bike early on Mother's Day and the bike was found abandoned. And at first, the husband says a wildcat got her. Uh, there was no indication that she had been in an accident in, of any type with a car or a single, vi- a single uh, vehicle or a conveyance accident. So the only thing would have to be somebody, a human, took her. So, yeah, the state has got to hand that over, but the deadline hasn't come yet, has it, Matthew Mangino? The trial's not till May. Well, right. I mean, um, you know, this is a lot of posturing uh, by the defense. The deadline hasn't come yet, has it, Matthew Mangino? The trial's not till May. Well, right. I mean, um, you know, this is a lot of posturing uh, by the defense. Um, You know, they they, uh, want to have access to information that they don't even know actually exist at this point. But that's not unusual for the defense to, to ask for everything uh, that they possibly can. I don't know that it's necessarily a stall tactic. Uh, you know, it could be construed in that way. But it's also, you know, you know cover your right. butt. I mean, defense attorneys have a responsibility to zealously represent their, their clients. And, you know, you don't want to, to sit back not ask for information, find out later that it it was there. And then all of a sudden you're ineffective in terms of your representation. So, so this is not unusual. No, it's not unusual at all, but we are way far ahead of the trial 
to argue the state's hiding anything because there are many months to go before the window to hand over discovery is closed. Um, Guys, that's not all that happened in court. You've got witnesses filing for protection orders against the defendant. You find out there's a 400-person witness list, including our friend Lauren Scharf with Fox 21 and the lover with six kids. Ooh, that's a mess right there. But we also learned that Barry Morphew refused to take a polygraph. 19, this is just Joshua Short at Fox 31. Just hours ago, a Shady County judge has released the entire case file. The paperwork obtained by Fox 31 uncovers an unfiltered back and forth on motions between the prosecution and the defense dating all the way back to late spring. In May, when Morphew was arrested, documents reveal he did not want to take a polygraph, citing it's inadmissible and unreliable in court. Oh, Cheryl McCollum, Cheryl McCollum. Don't you just love it when you find out the defendant refuses to take a poly? Mm. Here's what I really love. His first response was, I've never been asked to take one. His response was not, I'll take one today if it'll clear me so y'all can move on to find out who has got her or where she's at. And I always go back to Elizabeth Smart. Remember her daddy and all Mm -hmm. her uncles? They said, hey, come get our DNA. We'll take a polygraph, whatever y'all need us to do. Not Barry Morphew. I was never asked to take one. Which is a lie, because right at the time of his arrest or earlier, he was refusing a polygraph, claiming, uh, well, that's inadmissible in court. Really? What about finding your wife alive? What about that? If you would take a polygraph and you get ruled out, the uh, officers could then most likely move on to a different person, Mm -hmm. a different avenue of investigation. Mm -hmm. And like you, citing Elizabeth Smart's father, I always think about Mark Class when his daughter, 12-year-old daughter Polly, went missing from her own home while she was having a sleepover there with little friends over. Um, She just vanishes from inside the home. They, of course, come to Mark Class's place first. And you know what he says? Here. Take my fingerprints, take my DNA right now, search my place, search my car. I don't care what you do. I'll submit to questioning anything. Just go find my daughter so you can quit looking at me. Move, 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 move. For them to do whatever they wanted with him, go find his daughter. But Barry Morphew didn't do that. In fact, he started talking like a lawyer, saying, well, that's inadmissible in court right there. The hair on the back of my neck would have stood straight up, Matthew Mangino, when the husband of a missing woman refuses a poly because it's inadmissible in court. Well, here's the thing, Nancy, that that comes to my mind uh, first, and again, putting my my defense attorney cap on, uh, prosecutors and police do not ask to take polygraphs in cases in which they have a very strong case um, because... You know, number one, you you have a strong case. You're not trying to eliminate this guy as a possible suspect. That tells me that they're concerned about the strength of their case when they ask somebody to take a polygraph. Wait a minute. No, no. At the very beginning, when she goes missing, he's asked to take a polygraph, and he refuses. You are not going to turn that around. 
and somehow say, oh, well, that looks bad for the state. No, it looks bad for him, Matthew Mangino. It does not look yeah. bad for the state. It looks bad for him. Remember O.J. Simpson and his polygraph that couldn't come into court because he made a negative 40-something. That's why it didn't come well, in. He also pulled a, there, a there friend. Two, I want to hear Lauren Sharp. Is that Lauren Sharp speaking? Yeah, he also told a friend that he thought he wouldn't pass the polygraph if he were to take one, and according to the rest affidavit. And when I spoke to him in August of last year, I asked him point blank, have you been asked to take a polygraph? He said no, he hadn't been asked to take a polygraph and that he had done everything he had been asked to do. Lauren, I gotta think about something just a moment. Why am I hearing that? There's something in oh, it's Matthew Mangino. I gotta think about a legal issue. Here's the legal issue. While a polygraph is not admissible in a criminal case, unless both parties stipulate to its admission up front before it's taken, if they do that and they agree on a poly, then that can come into evidence. You can take a poly, whether it comes into evidence or not, like Mark Class. I'll take a polygraph if it'll help you get off me and go find my daughter. But here's the thing. Here's the legal issue. Here's the legal issue. Think this through, Cheryl. Think this through, Matthew Mangino. Not the polygraph or the refusal to take the polygraph. That won't come in. But, but, the statement to somebody, hey, man, I'm not taking a polygraph because I don't think I'd pass. I bet that'll come in. I bet that'll come in, Cheryl. You know what else is going to come in? The fact he didn't search for her. And his answer to that was, well, if they asked me to, I would. Oh, dear Lord in heaven. Okay, Mangina, put his mic back on. I want to hear what he has to say about that. What, what, what? It gets better, sugar. So she's missing. Nobody's got any idea where she is. Any minute she can be found and returned home. Mm -hmm. But he sold their house. Mm, mm, mm. There's something else better. He's going to offer a reward of $100,000, but just for her safe return. You know, um, that makes me think of the first case we ever covered on Fox Nation. I had to pick my first case. What am we going to cover first? And I picked a little boy out of Warner Robins, Georgia, Chucky Mock, who was gunned down because he wouldn't get in the car with a man on his way to get candy at a 7-Eleven. And do you know his mother would not move out of that house? I mean, it was years and years. She just couldn't move out. And she knew Chucky was dead. And here you've got, it reminds me of Scott Peterson. I mean, Lacey had, they hadn't even found her body. And he had ordered the porn channel and uh, tried to sell her car and tried to sell the house. He wasn't worried she was going to walk in the door. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible is Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. 
By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Okay, Mangino, jump in. Well, uh, let's let's look at a couple of things. Uh, number one, you know, with regard to the polygraph, would, would that be admissible if he made a statement that he might sell the polygraph? Uh, you know, that's going to be a question that the court's going to have to decide. I'm sure that's going to come up in a motion in limine in, in which the court has to decide that. Um you know, if I were the defense attorney in this case, I'd have my client take a polygraph immediately. Uh, and then, therefore, uh, if he doesn't do well on it, of course he's not going to sit for a polygraph. If he does well on it, then I'm going to let him sit for a polygraph. So so I would assume that was done in this case at some point. Move along, counsel. Move along. The other, the other issue is, well, you know, he, he's, you know, he's not looking for, I mean, did he know that she was having an affair? Um, you know, was he upset by that? Was it hurtful? Did he think maybe she'd gone off with her lover? I mean, there's a lot of different uh, things that could be. Oh going yes, she rode away time. with him on a bicycle. That was probably it. Yeah. And, and, and we all we all deal with um, you know tragedy and, and things in different ways. So so I don't think we can just. Uh, paint him with a broad brush that he didn't care necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, he just was dealing with it in the way that he would deal with it. Hey, Nancy, my point of the reward was most people offer money for either their safe return or information or that leads to the conviction of who hurt them. He, he don't want that. He Mm-mm. just says for her safe return because he knows he ain't got to pay for that. Lauren Scharf, uh, before... <laughs> Who is the girlfriend? Well, she claims she's not a girlfriend. She just says she's a close friend. Uh, It's Shoshona Dark. Um, But she just recently was charged with trespassing um, at the Morphew's old home trying to pick up a package for Barry Morphew. Then why do we think she's a girlfriend? Why has she been described as a girlfriend? Or as she says, they're just friends. Yeah, according to the arrest affidavit, witnesses claim that they had um, been dating uh, way back, even uh, last year. And, um, you know, the 
law enforcement had a surveillance uh, camera set up at Shoshona Dark's house where uh, he was seen being there frequently and even spending the night there. Oh, I'm sure they were just in there having hot tea and playing solitaire. There was also surveillance video the weekend of Valentine's Day at a Colorado Springs hotel. They were seen together. He was carrying her luggage and um, she had a bouquet of flowers as well. Lauren Scharf, you know what I love about you? So many things, but you always save the best for last. You know, you get the hook and, uh, and you follow me along and then bam, you skim me and eat me for supper. It's perfect. Okay. Could you say that one more time? Just the whole thing. Let me just, let me just soak it in for a moment. Go ahead. There is surveillance video at the Antlers Hotel in Colorado Springs, a popular hotel here. Um, in Colorado Springs. For cheaters? Well, I don't know about that, but um, where he's seen, you know, carrying her luggage and she's um, has a, uh, again, on Valentine's Day weekend. So, Matthew Mangino, I guess that's part of your theory that people deal with grief in different ways. Well, yeah, they do. Um, uh, you know, of course. You're going to go down with the ship, aren't you? You're not going to no, jump. Not, okay, go ahead. Go on no, down. Listen, I want to watch the whole thing happen. Listen, in, in, this, in this situation, everything that is presented by the prosecution in terms of why he would want to kill her or why he reacted in the way that he did after she disappeared uh, can also be used in terms of the defense. You know, she's having a sexual relationship with another person. She tells him, and it's in the affidavit. I'm not asking you, know, you about I'm, I'm her boyfriend. Divorce. Okay, so I'm reaction. asking you about his girlfriend, um, which you with his very adroitly avoided. With the murder of his wife, with, with the disappearance of his wife. Lauren Sharp, I mean, she has a help boyfriend. me out with my timing. Girlfriend. I've got to, you know how I feel about timelines. I love them dearly. Lauren when can we first place Barry Murphy with uh, Shoshana Drake? That's a great question. And, uh, you know, that's still something that I think investigators are trying to learn. Um, I mean, Shoshana Dark told me it was, I believe, in October when they met. But I also found out that she was cleaning the home right next to the Morphew's house. And so she told me that she would see um Suzanne Drive, um, you know, back and forth through that one-way road into the property. Um, and so as far as exactly a time frame, I mean, I, I, witnesses have said all the way back into July of 2020 that they had seen Barry Morphew and Shoshona Dark together. As far as when they became an item, that's still um, kind of a question. I guess they were going to that knitting club back in July 2020. So um, Cheryl McCollum, she disappears Mother's Day weekend, May 1, last day she's seen, May 1, 2020. So you've got May and June, two months before he is openly seen with another woman. Now, what's the likelihood? I guess I'm going to have to bring on a an expert from MIT to f- help me figure out the likelihood that he sparked up a romance with another woman and they're at, seen out together in just 60 days or less. Well, he had time on his hands since he wasn't searching for her or anything. You know what? I need to have you make the opening statement in this case. Go ahead. <laughs> it 
that we need to talk about, and that's the bullet that was found in the house, yeah. the tranquilizer dart that was found in the dryer, and the damage to the bedroom door, as well as the data from his truck that shows at 3.25 a.m., he's opening and closing the door seven times. Disposing of evidence, stopping at every trash receptacle he could get to, right. every dumpster, uh, reminds me, you know, so much of the missing Connecticut mom of five, Jennifer Dulos. Her husband and his girlfriend were out, caught on video out, getting rid of trash all over town. I tell you what, I've been having a field day with Matthew Mangino and going through the evidence. But when it comes right down to it, Suzanne Morphew is dead. She's murdered. Who did it? Barry Morphew is walking free. His two adult daughters can hear no evil, see no evil, or speak no evil. So who will stand up for Suzanne Morphew? Let's think about that. Goodbye, friend. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at highfivecasino.com! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino! The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Is getting gas at Exxon burning a hole in your wallet? Get the Drop app. With Drop, you can earn free gift cards just by filling up your tank. Download Drop now. Use code DROP66 to instantly receive $5 in points.